open up your ears and conversate with your people more. And I think everything else sort of falls into place. Welcome to Agency for Change, a podcast from Kid Glove that brings you the stories of change makers who are actively working to improve our communities. In every episode, we'll meet with people who are making a lasting impact in the places we call home. What's the secret to happiness? Some say it's surrounding yourself with loved ones. Others say traveling. Some say it's creating happy moments in all areas of your life, including where you work. For leaders and managers, there's the added challenge of making sure your employees are happy too. Today's guest, David Lebowski, wrote a book called The Search for Work Happiness. Wow, how many of us have been on that path? This book offers non-traditional approaches to reducing overwork and burnout, rethinking the pitch process, eliminating anxiety from timesheets, embracing employee side gigs, treating vendors like humans, going all in on transparency and trust, and other methods leaders can benefit from. Hey, everyone, this is Lynn Weinman, president and chief strategist of Kit Glove, and someone who is very eager to hear more about this book and David's recommendations. Welcome to another episode of the Agency for Change podcast. David, it's so good to talk to you today. Awesome. Thank you for having me, Lynn. It's uh, it's quite an honor. I really appreciate the, the mission that your company and this podcast has. So uh, excited to be part of it. Ah, thank you for that. Well, let's just start by, I'd love to have you tell us a little bit more about you and what brought you to where you are today. Yeah, my name's David Lebowski. I was born and raised in Louisiana, got into computers really early. Uh, anyone that knows the South, there are certain industries you can make a lot of money in. Uh, computers and art is definitely not one of them. <laughs> uh, so ultimately had to have to get out of the South and, and go a little North. I was in Chicago and San Francisco for a while. And, and ultimately now I'm in New England. Most of my life has went through the the design development UX of digital products. And it's still like a, a super big love of mine. Yeah. I've adapted some more loves like, like this push for human treatment as I've grown older, but uh, throughout my entire life, like taking, taking something static and bringing it to life and the browser has always been really neat to me. So that's, that's kind of what's going on. I just wrote a book and uh, that book, I think led me to, to this conversation. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Actually, let's just dig right into that yeah, book, yeah. David, because your book started to bounce into my radar recently through LinkedIn, which it seems like all good things happen on LinkedIn, right? And it really spoke to me because Kid Glove has this mission to make work a great place. We spend a lot of time here, right? And it it should be it should be good. So tell me more. The book is called the search for work happiness, helping leaders keep themselves and their people happy and mentally happy. Such a good topic. Yeah, yeah. So uh, overall, just I felt like human treatment in the workplace is uh, kind of lost its way, especially in advertising and the corporate world. So I uh, just really had a 
big heart to make an impact in that area. But, you know, Lynn, to make any type of change and like industry-wide change, it takes multiple attempts and, and trying to solve the problem at multiple directions. And so that's really what the book is. The It's like my second attempt at solving some of these not treating the employee very well type problems. Uh, my, my first attempt a few years back, a, a coworker and I started an agency was really centered around uh, how can we pull back some of those things that are causing employees anxiety and problems and how right. can we focus a little more on their well-being and mental health. Uh, that went great. That agency is still moving along and doing the same good. But last September, I wanted to try to go out and attack the problem a little differently, take a lot of the learnings that I've had and and put them together in this book and some different speakings uh, to just really try to get the message out a little further than it was. You're an agency. You have many other things yep. that you promote and take care of. So I, I wanted to just devote more of my heart and energy to that. So that's that's what this book is, just a collection of of things I've learned, different approaches, sort of unique styles of management that I hadn't really either seen anywhere or learned from one person that I've seen in my life and uh, just trying to share those out with people. Yeah. You know, I think it's really funny because the way our industry of advertising has been portrayed on media, you know, all the way from I grew up watching Bewitched to <laughs> 30-something to Mad Men, which really dates me. But all of those shows make it look like we're sitting around playing shuffleboard, batting ideas around, having cocktails. <laughs> Some of it is that, making big presentations. But man, it is for being fun work. It is hard work. And it's it's also hyper competitive. And therefore, a lot of stress comes along with that. I'm sure you experienced a lot of that as well. Yeah. And it's these people aren't aren't bad. It's just the pace of things. Yeah. Just I feel like as companies, you get sort of wrapped up in the roller coaster of it. And I just think sometimes we need a little water splashed on our face. Be like, hey, we're all still humans here. I love this, that. This isn't a big engine. Even though sometimes we got to get into that mode to deliver. It's we're we're people and we gotta remember yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I hope everybody who listens to this podcast will go out right away and buy the book. But would you be willing to share a few of your big recommendations? Uh, out of the book, you mean? Out of the book. Yeah. Some big, oh, would you, what are some of the big points yeah, you talk about in the yeah, book? Yeah. 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 So everything really is centered around creating this healthy environment inside the workplace. So there's a few chapters on that. And then being aware that your employees have lives outside the workplace yeah. as well. And there, there's a few chapters on that. And then it sort of gets summed up in what are the ways that we can support that and, and prop them up to be successful in and out of the workplace? Because if employees are happy at work, they're, they're going to work harder for you. They're going to work better for you because they're happy. And yeah, that, that, that is a part of work I think that's good to transcend into personal life is let those people go home feeling fulfilled and valued and valuable. Yeah, David, what you just said there just speaks to me so much. At at Kid Glove, our purpose statement is to put a megaphone in front of those who are doing good in the world. And you know, just really wanting to truly and authentically make the world a better place. But 
when you think about our employees are here, whether they're physically here or remotely connecting in, you know, 2000 hours a year. Absolutely. And that's a lot of time. And if at the end of the day, we can figure it out so they can go home, not be taking the stress of work with them, enjoying their families, we've done something right, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's hard. It As a business owner, it's hard. Clients call and they need stuff and there's an emergency and there's a pitch and <laughs> there's just always that there's always that one little thing that we all agree. Oh, we we all agree we should go home and we should, you know, not work too much. And then it's just, but just this one time, and but just this one time, and but just this one time. And as you grow larger, those buts become bigger and more frequent, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. It's uh, look. There's going to be a time and a place where everyone's sort of got to like just to work a little extra and band together and push through things but that that shouldn't be the norm being yeah uh, working a normal week shouldn't feel like not gladiatorial enough yeah and that's unfortunately how it is portrayed in some places yeah did you just use the phrase gladiatorial I did. I don't even know if it's a word, but uh, <laughs> I it's, love it's, it. fun, it's fun to say tell me more about it what what does that mean to you I feel like at least when I was growing up in advertising, it felt like if you didn't put in, I know this number sounds crazy to some people, but like 60, 65, 70 hours oh. at the junior level and just like throw, easy, throw easy. Your hat, yeah, throw your head in on every new business pitch. Easy. And and I feel like you it, we're humans and you have to almost be a gladiator to to like push through that type of both not sleeping and not having really an external life, but also like staying on your game and really yeah. putting out good work. It's like that, that's, it feels impossible. And it probably is. I don't think anybody is really good at their job yeah. at hour 70, no matter how good they are. At some point, at some point, you just hit that burnout and you're just, you're just, you're just Absolutely. doing it. You're just Absolutely. doing it. Yeah. So if you could say, is is there one key thing, like one key takeaway that every leader should do to make sure their employees are happy? I would just say pay very close attention to who they are. Uh, uh, if, and I don't mean just at the face value, but what what type of tasks do they like doing? Is is there a discipline that when they're around, they glow that you should put yeah. them around or like what different things can you foster? Not necessarily what are their hobbies, but obviously pay attention to those too. Uh, create a, create an environment where uh, your employee feels like they can talk to you about anything, but yeah. you're not really being a little too intrusive. And, and to be honest with you, one of the best ways I've found to like turn up that listening is to stop using annual reviews for mm. conversations. Yeah. Uh, stop depending on those to talk about their happiness and their development and their their place in the company. Just like have conversations with them often. Yeah. Uh, talk um, talk about their development often. Listen to what they like and don't like often. And truth be told, it if you do that right, annual reviews become more like a celebration of of what they've done over the year and a celebration of the raise you're going to give them because of right. their growth 
so I, I would just say open up your ears and conversate with your people more. And I think everything else sort of falls into place. Beautiful. That is really, it really is such great, great advice. And it's nice. I mean, I have to say too, being a smaller agency allows you that flexibility to get to know your people and really lean into the things that they they have interest in or that spark that fire. There's honestly part of the reason I'm in the creative business. I'm not a creative myself, but I love working with creative people because (laughs) I'm creative in different ways, not the traditional creative ways, but I, I love, there's nothing better than working with people who have that spark, who are just on fire for the work that they're doing. That is, is really fantastic. It's even, it's even, it's even more awesome to be able to be part of causing that spark. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Which is why I'm going to go out and buy your book. So maybe this is the appropriate place for us to ask, where can we find the book, David? So uh, it's Amazon for print. Audible, Spotify, Apple Books for the audiobook, but nice. you can also go to findworkhappiness.com forward slash formats and all of the available different hardcover, paperback, ebook, all that stuff's there. That's fantastic. Thank you for doing the Audible version because I don't think I've actually read a book with my eyeballs in quite a while. <laughs> Only listen. Only yeah, listen. I definitely uh, with the southern the southern accent thought it would be nice to do it in my own voice, and it was such a great experience. I've I've been around a lot of disciplines in, in my agency career, and audio is not really one of them. And yeah. so it was really neat getting to work with some audio professionals and just seeing other people really good at their craft. It was a, a neat experience for me. That's cool. I honestly, I love books that are read by the author because you know, you have, you have the spark for the work, right? And I have abandoned many books that have a professional, a professional narrator because you just don't, it's just words then, right? It's just the words. So I I really am looking forward to that. We'll make sure to get all of those links online as well in the show notes. So David, let's circle back and talk more about you. I'm really curious because I have, I have a chapter in my past too, where I lived in the South, so I can relate a little bit. How did being raised in the South prepare you to live in the North? You know, it both prepared me greatly and ill prepared me all at the same time. It was really unique. Like most Southern homes, mine was rooted in being kind and working your tail off. Yeah. Uh, When I came to the North, those two things really pay off. Just people respect hard work in the North. And uh, contrary to popular belief, you can do really well in New York City and be nice at the same time. Uh, (laughs) Are you sure about that? (laughs) It makes you stick out if you also are good at your job. Yeah. Uh, And pushovers don't work well, but really nice people who do their job and work hard actually do well in that situation and because it makes you stick out i'm sure me being six seven probably had a little to do with the (laughs) sticking out part but uh but just overall just that ingrained from a child to be kind and work hard really helped me Uh, the south is a little closed-minded and my area was very religiously, ethnically closed-minded. I think that was not preparing me very well for 
the vast size of the melting pot I would go into in yeah. the future. But, but my mom got it and my brother yeah. got it. So I never really fell for all that. So once I, I came north and was really exposed to just amazing people of all kinds, yeah, I realized that was all a lie. So as weird as a funny mix of preparing me and not, but if you've got really strong family, you kind of can push through the knot really well. Yeah, that's a really, that's a really, really excellent point there. I, I'm with you 100% too. I, I think that there's, there's never a situation where working hard and being kind doesn't help you. It may not seem like it in the very short, immediate circumstance, but it always comes back. It always comes back to help. So, so on that same note, on your website for the book, you use the phrase putting the human back in humankind. And I really love the feeling I get when I read that. Can you just tell me a little bit more about how you incorporate that into your own work, David? Yeah, so I I, I really want to leave the user in any case with just like a feeling of niceness or like smile you can with a small interaction uh, on a product you can just leave the user with a smile on their face and yeah. so that is that is the way i really try to infuse it in the actual product I, I also try to build products for the better so whether it's investing a pro bono time into building a website for a charity or trying to come up with other ideas. So in, in the work I do and in the like granular execution of things, I'm just really trying to make the user's day better or or make Earth better. And and the reason I wanted to put it on my website uh, very strategically right by the partnership area is because I kind of want people to know before they even contact me like uh, this is this is the type of relationship it's going to be. It's going to be healthy and friendly and collaborative. <laughs> or I just don't really have time for it. So I thought if I put that in really large yeah. type right beside the contact me, thought that would kind of get the point across because I, I definitely, I just don't have a place in my life anymore for, for unhealthy work relationships. Yeah. Going back, it's that splash of water in the face. Hey, if you if you are going to call me, be prepared. We are going to treat each other with respect and kindness. Uh, Absolutely. And we're going to make an extremely great product. So I feel like if you put good work into the world and you accompany it yeah. with messaging, it makes it clear the type of person you are. You should get the right type of products in your or projects in your door. You know, David, when we named our agency Kid Glove, there were some people who said to us, that name sounds a little soft for an agency, right? Like, shouldn't you be, shouldn't you be sharks, right? And it's like, no, I think I want to attract the kind of people and the kind of clients that want to treat each other well. And I would have to say, for the most part, that brand strategy has really worked for us. We tend to have some of the nicest employees and nicest clients you could ever work with, but they all work really hard, very talented. It's not just about being nice. It's about the and. It's about the and, not the or. Yeah, Y'all have done a very good job of branding yourself that way. And it's it's very important in the hiring process, which I'm sure y'all do, that people quickly get the feeling and understanding of what type of place it is. And I, I feel like your name and the stuff that you're putting online kind of gets that point across before even someone comes in to interview. Oh, thank you for that. So 
David, as someone who has written a book for leaders, I'm curious, what advice do you have for other leaders who want to make a difference in the world? If you're a leader, you most likely have power to move some things around. So I would say, think about the things in your life and your team's life that everyone cares about, ways that you as a group can contribute, and then do it. And I mean, like, literally put some of your money in the game and do it. If if, if your greater staff has a, a love for pet adoption, like, Band everybody together and come up with the greatest yeah. app possible for pet adoption and and give a small budget to the people who really care to go brainstorm and maybe don't ask them to only do it on their off time. Like give them some work hours to do. Mm-hmm. Like actually figure out what your people love to do and then invest with them. And as a group, you can make some pretty big impact with with not a lot of money invested. And if and if there's any concern at all about financial benefit from it or any type of, I guess, like marketing benefit, like people will see good work. If if you're doing good, people will see good and then good clients will come your way. Yeah. It, it will all come back to you. So if you're really wanting to make a difference, just ask your team what they want to make a difference on and just just get into it. And uh, no excuses, no wait, wait a quarter, just yeah. Do it. Just put some money into it and do it. That's do that it. would be my recommendation. Yeah, provide provide them purpose. Provide them a reason for passion and not just their paychecks. Yeah, you know, um, I think you said a key thing there. Put some money behind it because I think as a business owner or leader, the the symbolism of putting some money behind it means that you are really doing it right. I think. In today's world, a lot of businesses have CSR programs and diversity programs and sustainability programs, but I've we've had some savvy job uh, recruits lately who have actually asked the question, do you have these programs? Do you put awesome. any budget behind it? Because that's when it's when it's really, really, really real. That that is savvy, and it and it just doesn't. Go, I know we talk a lot about like corporate and advertising. Any industry can really do this. Yeah. I would say anyone listening, if you're if you're on a roofing company, people need roofs. Right. Uh, stock some money back and 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 grab your team and go put a roof on someone's house. It'll, it's not really uh, confined to the corporate world. Good point. Good point. All right. As a writer, I can't wait to ask you the next question. It's my favorite question because I am inspired by motivational quotes, David. And I would like an original quote from you to inspire our listeners. I have a lot of long quotes, uh, <laughs> but I would say I would say a fairly short one that I really love and stand behind is support your employees' dreams or they'll dream of leaving. Oh, Wow, that is a really good one. Support your employees' dreams or they'll dream of leaving. Man. Good one. Good one, good one, good one. All right, one more time for our listeners who would like to learn more about you, your work, the book. Where can they find more information? Well, thank you again for that. I'm davidlebowski.com. That's D-A-V-I-D-L-U-B-O-F-S-K-Y.com. Uh, that is my personal portfolio. You can also find me on LinkedIn. Uh, Lynn and I are pounding the pavement there. So it should be pretty easy to find. So uh, thanks for any support. 
That's fantastic. Fantastic. So David, as we wrap up our time here today and such a great conversation, what would you say is the most important thing you want people to remember about the work that you're doing? No matter where you're raised, no matter what walk of life you're from, when you become an adult and make decisions on your own and make a decision to uh, do good for the world and be kind. And if you don't have a lot of money to do that, uh, have a service, just find a way to give back and others around you uh, will probably fall in line and trust you a little more. So that, that would be it. it no matter where you come from, you can make a difference. That's fantastic. David, I fully believe the world needs more people like you, more books like, I'm going to hit that book name one more time, The Search for Work Happiness, Helping Leaders Help Themselves and Their People Be Happy and Mentally Healthy. So thank you for taking time to talk with me today. Yeah, appreciate it as well. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a great day. We hope you enjoyed today's Agency for Change podcast. To hear all our interviews with those who are making a positive change in our communities or to nominate a changemaker you'd love to hear from, visit kidglove.com at K-I-D-G-L-O-V.com to get in touch. As always, if you like what you've heard today, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.